Welcome to Cloud Industry Forum presents TWF. I'm David Terra, CEO of the Cloud Industry Forum, which is a not-for-profit trade body that champions and helps accelerate the adoption of cloud technology and services. On this show, Techway Forum, we interview our members, industry experts or thought leaders around cloud technology, transformation, and what's coming next. If you want to find out more about us, we're at cloudindustryforum.org. I'm at DT or next, uh, David underscore Terra with an A on threads and Instagram, and I'm easy to find on LinkedIn and the web. This is actually the last show of our 2023 season, and rather than have a guest, I've decided to give you my thoughts on this year in tech and a review of the 18 shows we've done so far, and then I'll give you my thoughts on why this year has been special, why it's the start of something, and what happens next in 2024. So this happens to be the 19th episode of the season, and I was thinking about that number, and I'm a music fan, so 19th Nervous Breakdown by The Stones, and Hey 19 by Steely Dan, and No 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 19 by Paul Hardcastle all popped into my head. And now I've immediately lost all of the millennials and the Gen, Gen Z out there, the Gen Z out there with 60s and 80s song references, but if you do a search, uh, it's remarkable how many songs there are with 19 in the title. I then Googled what's the significance of the number 19, and the first entry came back, said, the spiritual meaning of angel number 19 is connected to perseverance, inner power, and finding your spiritual path. It is a number that is blessed with the energy of hope and finding faith. It can also serve as a reminder that the, ch that the chance of fortune comes when you practice positive thinking. So I thought perseverance, inner power, and positive thinking sound like three great, great themes to finish off 2023 and start our new year of 2024. Now, I actually believe that 2023 has been a pivotal year. It's the start of something in the way that 1969 was the start of something and 2007 was the start of something. So let me explain that. The World Economic Forum says 1969 was the start of the third industrial revolution when computers and electronics and automated production started. We then got a successive sequence of innovations throughout the rest of the 20th century and into the 2000s. The mainframe, followed by the mini-computer, then the personal computer was announced in 81, networks, email, client-server, the start of the internet in the 90s, the start of e-commerce. Every company gets a website, but those sites are static. The web was kind of one-dimensional, and we interacted with it using a keyboard and a mouse. That's the first technology wave. I believe the next wave started in 2007. That's the year that, simultaneously, we started using the cloud computing term on a regular basis, at the same time as social media got serious and we all started using it for business, at the same time as mobile technology and smartphones took off. Now, I can remember Jeff Hand's TED Talk in February 2006, where he demonstrated affordable multi-touch screen technology. There were gasps from a very sophisticated and savvy TED audience. And yet, only a year later, touch screen and multi-touch was mainstream. Now, cloud and social and mobile combined with web apps and wide-scale Wi-Fi and internet availability so that we had access to all of the recorded information in the world in the palm of our hands. The World Economic Forum call it the fourth industrial revolution. I call it the second technology wave. Conversations, both personal and business, started across the internet. Everyone had the opportunity to become a publisher. Individuals and then businesses started blogging. Everyone started loading video to YouTube. Buying and selling and marketing changed forever. The way we get our news changed, we started using terms like Web 2.0 and then digital transformation. And a whole load of new technology and innovations carried on happening simultaneously and overlapping, changing our business models and helping us get closer to our customers, helping the customers be much better informed before they even spoke to us. 
which brings us to this year, 2023, which is obviously the year of generative AI. Actually, OpenAI released ChatGPT in December 2022, and you'll probably know it passed a million users in five days, and then 100 million users within two months. And as of now, that one Gen AI product has 100 million active users every week. Now, it was grabbing the headlines at the start of 2023, but I don't think any of us expected it to be, you know, here at the end of the year, New stories on generative AI and large language models have been in our news feeds all year, and they're still coming. There's something happening, which I've, ex uh, I've explained I call the third technology wave. And maybe others will call it Web 3.0, or Web 3, or even the fifth industrial revolution. Understanding all of that history and what it means for business and society in the 21st century is exactly why this show is called TechWave Forum. So before we explore that some more and speculate about what, happened, what will happen in 2024, let's review TWF and our 18 shows so far. Who have we interviewed and what topics have we, have we touched? We talked new models of distributed leadership with Celine Schillinger. We talked data and the Gen AI explosion with Mark Osborne of IBM. We interviewed our new forum chairman, Ian Jeffs of Lenovo, on how cloud has evolved over the last 15 years. My good friend David Tebbett joined us uh, to talk about the importance and clarity of our strategic messaging, something that we tech companies often need to do better. Jez Back of, Capgem uh, of uh, Capgemini uh, talked about uh, cloud economics and how you should be managing your journey into cloud. George Thadassov of Tabber Discovery showed us a new approach to research with better search mechanisms and AI help. John Hayden of Control-O showed us their product Linkspace, which is a significantly safe uh, and trusted approach to the ad hoc databases and business processes that we often use spreadsheets for. We need to ban spreadsheets. Um, Steph McLeod of Kaizo PR explained why she's joined our board and how she can help refine and expand what we do for our members. Ex-FBI agent Miguel Clark of Armour Defence gave us his perspective on cybersecurity and the expanding threat landscape. Cecile Rainier of Walters Kluver talked customer service and customer engagement as a competitive weapon to win business. Frank Jennings, known as the cloud lawyer from Teacher Stern, helped us understand the legal and ethical implications of AI and large language models. Gregory LeBorg of OBH Cloud talked in depth about their end-to-end -end approach on sustainability. Michael Anderson, the tall guy, gave us uh, some great messages on leadership in terms of mindset and psychology and neuroscience. Paul Bevan of Blore Research talked about the past, present, and future of cloud and Gen AI's effect on it. Pollyanna Jones of Monster Lab, uh, ex of NHS England, gave us a brilliant tech for good and cloud success story around NHS England's future NHS collaboration platform that is actually heading for 600,000 users. Benjamin Ellis of Social Optic explained the importance of data-driven decisions, data visualization, and the impact of culture on the bottom line. Evan Lever of Escrow London explained the importance of software escrow and data and cybersecurity and business continuity. And finally, Stephen Dickens of the Futurum Group explained why today's landscape, lands, you know, cloud landscape is necessarily hybrid, as well as the significance of the mainframe today and where does cloud go next. We've, cut, we've covered a lot of crucial topics with some fantastic speakers, both from our forum members and from the industry. So here we are at the end of 2023, which has been the year of generative AI, ChatGPT, and large language models. But like I said at the start, this is a pivotal year. 
Gen AI may be key, but I believe it's only one of the ingredients starting this third technology wave that I, that's hitting us. If you aren't already embracing what AI can do to make your people more efficient, help them with their creativity, improve their internal processes, add value to your customers, then you're missing the boat and you're in danger of getting swamped by this coming wave. You've got to get on board. Actually, I'm just working this week on the, the questions uh, for the survey for our annual research report that we publish around about March time every year. This year I've added in questions about how people are getting, getting to grips with Gen AI and how they're using it internally, how they're using it to improve their value propositions. So I'm really looking forward to what that data will show us. So, what's going to happen in 2024? Well, the first thing to say is that generative AI isn't a bubble that's going to burst. Every soft, uh, enterprise software company you can think of is embedding generative AI in some or all of their products. That, along with the fact that every smart enterprise has in, in, uh, you know, got increased use of, of AI and machine learning, mean that a significant rise in the need for compute power and more storage requirements for, for these large data models is going to happen. That leads to two things. It's great for um, us in the cloud sector because we'll need more data centers and more cloud techno uh, technology options to enable and deploy that use of AI. The other thing it means is a big change of the guard in the chip market as the need for specialized chips optimized for generative AI explodes. What else? Mixed reality starts here. Meta's new Quest 3 headset is on the market. Apple's much more expensive Vision Pro headset is available soon. Um, these, are going to, these are going to be used by early adopters and trailblazers, but not everyone wants to be wearing such an unwieldy device, no matter what the benefits. But the, uh, the, technology, uh, the same technology as the Quest 3 uh, will be available in a pair of smart glasses. That's a real thing, that's work in process, that's where we're heading. So this third technology wave is bringing another change in the way that we interact with technology. We're already used to speaking to our smart devices, although we're all desperate for chat GPT-like answers instead of some of the responses we get from uh, Alexa or Siri or Google Home. Um, mixed reality headsets add gesture control and eye tracking and facial recognition, as well as voice. What was science fiction is about to become science fact. The first tech wave brought us the keyboard and the mouse. The second wave brought us mobility and multi-touch screens. Now this third tech wave adds voice and gesture and eye tracking. We've come from a one-dimensional static internet to a two-dimensional interactive internet. And now we're in the process of moving into a 3D immersive internet, internet. And we'll see more of that change happening in 2024. So, Gen AI marches on, driving the need for cloud, for cloud as an enabling technology and in turn driving the need for specialized chips to do it more efficiently. Mixed reality starts to get real. And those are my four biggest factors in 2024. But what else is important? So here are three more. Sustainability, net zero, carbon neutral. Last year, I was expecting sustainability to be one of the big things in 2023. Those stories got drowned out by Gen AI news. But the increased power requirements uh, generated by Gen AI mean there's even more pressure on that topic now. It has to be key for this year. Our research earlier this year highlighted that it was in the criteria for supplier selection in people's tender documents, but when the deals were being done, cost became a bigger factor. However, from the conversations I'm having now, GRC issues and sustainability are finally becoming serious factors in the decisions. Check out our show with Gregory Le Borg to get the story on how to approach this topic right.
Next one, cybersecurity. How you navigate 2024's expanding threat landscape is crucial. Um, the, the, the scammers and the hackers and the black hats are using AI to be even more dangerous. Malware is becoming a real big issue. Check out our show with Miguel Clark to give you a framework and an approach to balance the risks you're facing versus what you need to invest. And lastly, edge computing. Sensors, IoT devices, smartphones, tablets, they're providing more and more data. Obviously, there are bandwidth limitations and latency issues and network disruptions. The need to act on insights closer to the data source is becoming essential. We've got enabling apps, orchestrations, APIs. Eventually, we'll be blurring the line between device, network, edge, and the cloud. Gartner suggests that 75% of enterprise data will be processed at the edge. Now, I'm not sure of those numbers, but I believe in the trend. And yet again, generative AI will drive the need for more compute and more storage at the edge too. So, those are my seven technology trends to watch for in 2024. They'll be guiding our choice of speakers for our 2024 season. As I said at the start, TWF is about cloud transformation and um, about cloud and transformation and what's next. And we're looking forward to some great conversations with our members, industry experts and thought leaders. And of course, book authors too. We are taking a break for the holidays. This is the last show of 2023, but we will be back live every week on Wednesdays from the second week in 2024 onwards. If you want to find out more about us, go to cloudindustryforum.org, email us at info at cloudindustryforum.org, and we wish you all the best however you celebrate this holiday period. See you in the new year.